1: So, Tucker Carlson has been heard from. Uh, I saw a story this morning, and it can't be true because there's no national reporting on it, that Tucker Carlson had agreed to become, like, the top guy at some ultra-uber-conservative news outlet. Uh, He can't do that yet. Because it turns out that Tucker Carlson, though it has been widely reported... Tucker Carlson has not yet been fired by Fox News. Now, before you get all excited about the fact that, oh, you mean the show might be coming back? No, that is absolutely positively not going to happen. Uh, I went through this earlier in my career in broadcast where I said some things that were true but were not pleasing to my employer on the air. And they called me and said, we're not going to allow you to do a show anymore. But they had to pay me to the end of my contract. And then I was free to go pursue something else. Now, New York has laws against, or at least very restrictive, of non-compete clauses. So I don't think Fox can continue to pay Tucker Carlson and not allow him to do a show and keep him from doing a show elsewhere. But he has not been fired by Fox quite yet. Uh, breaking that news yesterday is someone who would certainly know Megan Kelly, who used to work at Fox and herself left and is crushing it on the Megan Kelly podcast. Uh, here was Megan Kelly breaking that news yesterday.
2: Tucker Carlson hasn't actually been fired. <laughs> He's still an employee of the Fox news channel. What happened was Suzanne Scott called him. She's the CEO on Monday morning and said um, he was not going to be allowed to do any more shows and that he had been kicked out of his company email and now they're going to have to negotiate an exit. Um, Some reporting to me uh, suggests that she said it's going to be an amicable parting. Right? Isn't it? (laughs) Um, Completely catching Tucker off guard. But Tucker's not fired. That's my information, that he still needs to negotiate the exit and that right now he's not free to launch a podcast or a digital show or negotiate with other employers at all because he's still under contract. They pulled his show off the air. They also fired his executive producer, Justin Wells. And though he tried to find out why, they wouldn't tell him. They refused to tell him why.
1: So that's where it sits right now with Tucker Carlson. He was spotted last night uh, near his vacation home in Boca Grande, Florida, which I assume is near Boca Raton, Florida. The Daily Mail caught up with him. He was riding in a golf cart alongside his wife of more than 30 years, and he said, "Uh, I have not eaten dinner with my wife on a weeknight in seven years. So he was apparently enjoying his uh, time off. And and then he was asked about his plans for the future, and Tucker said, appetizers plus entree. <laughs> so I find it uh, reflective of the two different kinds of people that Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon of CNN are, that in the aftermath of Tucker Carlson being not allowed to go on the air at Fox, there are many people, many ordinary people, many average people coming forward saying, you know, I met Tucker Carlson once and he was super nice and he asked me questions about me and he was not pretentious not a not a guy who big time me a lot of people have come forward telling that story about Tucker Carlson no one has come forward to tell that same story about Don Lemon no one because Don Lemon is a miserable hateful opportunist and so It's hilarious to me that the news of Tucker Carlson departing or at least parting ways with Fox News or parting ways with having a primetime show on Fox (laughs) eclipsed the same news of Don Lemon's parting from CNN that Tucker Carlson like trounced Don Lemon in the ratings when they were both on TV and he trounced him in significance on the day they both lost their jobs and as Ben Shapiro pointed out yesterday God's sense of humor will be revealed if Tucker Carlson dies on the same day as Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson's dying is on page one and Don Lemon's is on page C-14. Because while a bunch of people will be lining up to get Tucker Carlson and Glenn Greenwald already confirmed that Rumble has millions of dollars waiting for him, Glenn Beck said that his media empire, the Blaze, is going to make a run at Tucker Carlson. Ben Shapiro has hinted that the Daily Wire will be making a run at Tucker Carlson. Nobody is making a run at Don Lemon. Although, although, I think I have a show. Not going to be a highly rated show, but it's a show. Because, obviously, you don't have to have high ratings to get a show on MSNBC. Joy Reid has one. Jen Psaki has one. Mehdi Hassan has one. You don't have to have ratings on MSNBC. You just have to be really good at lying. Or you have to be really good at what else? Intersectionality, right? You got to have some boxes checked. How about this for a show? Don Lemon and Corinne Jean-Pierre. Don Lemon and Corinne Jean-Pierre. Right? They're, They're made for each other. They're both, you don't have to worry about sex. Well, I don't know. With Don Lemon, you probably do have to worry about sexual harassment. (laughs) but he's gay and she's gay. So maybe they wouldn't have to worry about any, you know, physical attraction to each other because they don't appear to, uh, to have that tendency, but they're both outstanding liars. So I think the theme of the show would have to be built around which one of them could tell the biggest lie with perhaps the straightest face. Which one of them could sell it? I don't know. I, I would watch the first. I would. I would watch the first episode because I would be expecting somewhere in that episode Don Lemon to become visually peeved at Corinne Jean Pierre doing something because that appears to be the consistent go-to behavior of Don Lemon. If he's on camera with a female, he cannot handle it when they do something that he perceives to be a threat to his status as a big, big, big star. And maybe he will point out again, as he often did on CNN, that I am a gay black man. Okay, uh, that doesn't hold as much water if you're on the same show as a gay black woman. Although both of you certainly ascended to Heights beyond your professional abilities and capabilities solely upon the boxes that you check on the intersectional scale. Speaking of Corinne Jean-Pierre, let me demonstrate how incapable she is of doing her job. You might recall yesterday that the President of the United States, uh, Joseph Biden, announced in a video, because he can't speak, he announced in a video that he's going to run for re-election. Yeah. So, I don't know, if I'm the press secretary, and I'm the press secretary for a president who's 82, and I'm the press secretary for the president who's going to be 86, no, excuse me, I did the math wrong, 88, when he finishes the second term that he just announced yesterday he is seeking, I would have gone into the press conference yesterday expecting someone to say something about how old Joe Biden is. Is the president capable of being elected a second time? Is the president able to serve a second term if he's uh, so elected? I would have been ready for that question. You would have been ready for that question. Anybody would have been ready for that question, except Corinne Jean-Pierre.
0: Does the president um, plan to serve all eight years?
1: I'm not. I'm just not going to get ahead of the president. That's something for him to decide. I'm just not going to get ahead of it. And we're, there's a 2024 uh, campaign. Anything related to that, I would refer you to that. Whoops. See, it's really hard to get people to vote for a guy who's 82 and will be almost 84 when he runs for re-election if you aren't able to guarantee people that, hey, don't worry, I know I'm old, but I'll serve all four years. Please vote for me. Particularly when the uh, backup, particularly when the person in the on-deck circle is cackling Kamala Harris. People would like to know that if you're going to vote for Joe Biden, you'll actually get Joe Biden as president. But it wasn't written in her little book, so she couldn't answer it. All right, I endeavor to uh, end the show every day on an uplifting note. And uh, while uh, that is sometimes a challenge in the culture which greets us now every single day outside our doorstep, uh, it is not impossible. And my wife shared with me when I talked to her about, you know, the headlines are really depressing. She's like, well, it's um, within your power. You control what you talk about on the show. Why don't you purpose to do something uplifting every day. And I thought, well, what better way or what better time to do it than at the end of the show? So this could be something that's inspiring. It could be just pushback on the fact that it's not hopeless. So I have an array of headlines here that uh, I think raise hopes for invigorating us and continuing to fight for the things that we know to be true. Let me first shout out Vandalia Butler High School. I know some people at Vandalia Butler. It's over by the Dayton Airport. Uh, They do a really good job at that school, keeping it clean and presentable. And at Vandalia Butler, there is a uh, transgender boy. Remember, transgender for purposes of identifying, hmm, transgender boy. Is that a real boy or is that a fake boy? The word transgender, fake. Just just hear the word fake when you hear transgender. Fake boy, biological girl, uh, is not being allowed to serve on the Butler High School's prom king court due to a long-standing policy. Let me guess. The long-standing policy is boys are eligible to serve on the king's court. That's going to be my guess on the policy. What do you know? I'm right. Well, a... Family in the Butler district says, Not fair. Our quote unquote boy, born with a vagina, wants to be on the prom king court. And the superintendent said, Someone, quote, born female, is not allowed to serve on the prom king court. Good for you, superintendent Rob O'Leary. Good for you. Stand up, take the bullets. If you live in the Butler district, send him an email, thank him for standing up for truth. If there's going to be a meeting about this, go and have your voice be heard. If you let yourself be run over by these woke freaks who continue to lie to their kids that they can be a sex they are not, it's not hateful toward the person. It's not hateful toward the person. It is compassionate to tell the person the truth about themselves and the truth about that transgender boy is that he's not a boy now i thought this was um interesting in new jersey a town has come up with a solution to it hopes stop parents from yelling at umpires at little league baseball games (laughs) and it's rather inventive i think You're saying, well, sure, they're just going to kick him out. They're not going to let him back in. Nope. Nope. I said it was inventive. If you yell at an umpire, you can only get back into watch your kid play Little League baseball if you serve as an umpire for three games yourself. Now, I think that's a pretty good, pretty Proverbs-ish solution. You kind of have to do what you contend someone else did poorly. Maybe you'll find out it's not as easy to do it. Uh, I have, I'm sure, those of you in Western Ohio who read me on PressProsMagazine.com are now saying, well, Bruce, then you ought to have to serve as a high school basketball official in a high school basketball tournament game because you rail against high school basketball officiating all the time. And let me just tell you. If the Ohio High School Athletic Association wants to license me to to referee a high school basketball game, boys or girls, I'll do it. And let me tell you what else will happen. There will be a minimum of 30 and maybe 50 palming the ball violations in that basketball game. And it'll probably be 25 traveling violations and probably... Eight players on each team will foul out in the first half. So you want to bring me onto the court and give me a whistle, make sure there's a P in it, because if you give me a whistle, I'm going to use it. Which I think was actually the headline of one of my columns critical of high school basketball officiating was. If you have a whistle, don't be afraid to blow it. Now many people are blowing the whistle on Bud Light, of course. I've told you about their plunge in market share since they decided to glorify Dylan Mulvaney, a man in a lady costume. A recent photo at a Morgan Wallen concert has gone viral on Twitter because the Bud Light beer stand had exactly zero people waiting to get a Bud Light. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Morgan Wallen is a money machine. Although I think it's entirely possible, given the headlines I read about Morgan Wallen this week, canceling his show five minutes before he was to appear on stage, I have to allow for the possibility that no one was in line at the Bud Light table because Morgan himself had drank all the Bud Light. I must allow for that possibility because canceling a show five minutes before you are to appear on stage... Well, I'll say it's pretty on brand for a country music star. If, in fact, you want to be the next George Jones or the next Hank Williams Senior, oh! But Bud Light is plunging in market share, which caused Matt Walsh, Daily Wire, to tweet over the weekend: "The Bud L- Oh, and by this is this is another this is another win." I got to the headline before I got to the uh, the news story. Bud Light has put. Its director of marketing, the person, remember I played you the cut, she said, our brand is too fratty. I was, I was charged and given a clear mandate to bring new drinkers to the brand. I'm not sure you were given that clear of a mandate to bring people in lady costumes into the brand. Uh, Alyssa Heinerscheid is out at Bud Light, according to Beer Business Daily. Anheuser-Busch has shared a statement with Beer Business Daily on management changes to Bud Light in the wake of the Dylan Mulvaney can controversy. Former Bud Light marketing VP Alyssa Heinerscheid is gone. Done. Leave of absence. Yeah, she'll end up at some other woke corporation. She'll be fine. Uh, but uh, that's another win. That's another win for us. As Matt Walsh tweeted. The Bud Light executive who came up with the Dylan Mulvaney campaign is now gone from the company. I told you this boycott was working. We got actual results. A victory. For Team Sanity. Yes. A victory for Team Sanity. So let me share with you one of the Proverbs that I read this morning. It's April the 26th. A whole host of Proverbs today about fools and about lazy people. Fools and lazy people. But at the end of Proverbs chapter twenty-six. It says, a lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Yes, a lying tongue hates those it hurts. All those well-meaning democratic axioms out there that are lies, they hate the ones they're directed at. Nobody's done more to destroy the black family than the Democratic Party. That proverb has come to life.